0: Dickie, it's your mother. No, you never call me. I mean, I wonder if your finger broken. Just don't tell my mother. It's your mother.
1: Mother. Mother. No, you never call me. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. Don't tell, don't tell. Don't tell. Where the hell are you? You are never home. Welcome back to Don't Tell My Mother, where your favorite actors, comedians, performers, whores, clowns, uh tell true stories they'd never want their moms to know. I'm Nikki
2: Levy. And I'm Abby Posner. Nikki, you are not in LA right now. Where where I'm, are you?
1: I'm not in LA, you guys. Um I am in Trampa, Trampa, Florida. Um I uh I I prefer that to Tampa. I'm visiting my dad and his wife, who's my stepmom, and I'm wearing all my rainbow gear because um I say gay. I say gay here. I say gay, I am gay. <laughs> And uh, Hell yes. I have not seen my dad in like over three years, and so I came out just, I just flew out to to spend some time. And Florida is weird. Wait, how long? How long has it been? It's been over. It's been over three years. It's been pandemic.
2: Okay. Yeah, COVID. Yeah. Wow. And how's it going? It's um, it's good. I think it was weird at
1: first. Because, mm-hmm. okay, so let me, let me give you backstory, but I also have to whisper. I hope that <laughs> our editor, Mariah, can hear this. <laughs> so let me just say this. So my dad, I can't believe I'm going to say this. and I just, They don't hear very well, so that's, go- that, that's what we have going for us. So my dad, mm. when I was six, okay, cheated on my mother. I didn't find out until I was eight. My mom was pregnant, and my dad cheated on my mother with someone in Scientology. He then went on to marry her. In the Church of Scientology. So my father became a Scientologist. You know this, Abby.
2: Oh my gosh. I, you did mention this to me. It was a very brief conversation, but I always forget. And I'm just like, I'm so fascinated by these kind of um, culty religion thingies that I, I don't know a lot about. Like, I, I don't know a lot about Scientology, but this I have is, met people that have come out that of that, out the of co- that.
1: Can you see this? That's the code of a Scientologist. Yeah. Can you see this? That's wow. Wait, I mean, I can't the see the
2: code. What, okay, what, the Nikki, first... for those of you that are listening right now, Nikki is showing me a framed photo of this very small <laughs> <laughs> handwriting. So the first, code,
1: the first code is, to keep Scientologists, the public and the press accurately informed concerning Scientology. So... As a Scientologist, you pledge to keep Scientologists, the public, and the press accurately informed concerning concerning Scientology. I have been anti-Scientology since they took my father away. No, this is terrible. But I have been... (laughs) been, (laughs)
2: Because, yeah, they did. Yeah.
1: Kind of. And they got married in a Scientological ceremony, but they are not Scientologists anymore. But there are occasional Scientology-like paraphernalia strewn around the house. So... We're not in Kansas anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
2: yeah. Wow, wow. But he's still involved, like deeply involved. In no, they're not.
1: No, 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 no. They're out of okay. it. They had to leave. They left the church and they left the church okay. because it got too
2: expensive. <laughs> they
1: got too. That was the reason. Cheap that they left over over religious. Yeah, that's swear to God. My dad was like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too expensive, and. They, you can't have one person in Scientology and one person out of Scientology. So my dad said, I'm wow. not going to do it anymore. And so his wife had to decide, am I going to be with you and not do Scientology or not be with you and continue?
2: Isn't this crazy? Wow. This is, yeah, this is wild.
0: So wow.
1: And by the way, let me just say, our our... Amazing guest today, Ashley Ray, grew up with a very, this is a great segue, grew up with a, an uber conservative Christian mother who would send yeah. her Bible verses. And I, Scientology is not a best sending Bible, Bible verses, but they absolutely are about like no therapy, no therapy if you're in Scientology, no antidepressants.
2: Is that right? You can't, you, you,
1: they don't believe in that? Hmm. Totally anti-psychology. Of any kind.
2: Anti-mental health care. <laughs> yeah. Of any kind. <laughs> like, do not take care of yourself. You are just flying in the world, like, by the seat of your pants. <laughs>
1: Naked. With the vagina hanging out. I think, well, Abby, I think that's... it's that. I think it's not that. For no, you put it, not for you put me. Not for me. Now I know.
2: Not for you, me. You were I was join. thinking about it, but it's not for me.
1: <laughs> well, um, but you know what it is. It's, it's basically... You should get all your needs. The Scientologists are going to shut this episode down. It's basically you should get all your needs met from Scientology, but Scientology is built as a church, right? That's why they could be a a nonprofit, but they're not a church. Mm-hmm. They're a cult. They're a
2: cult. Exactly. That's why I said cult. I said cult. I said culty you thingies. Cult. I think I, I said that word for word. Um, yeah, my religion is therapy. So I think that I am <laughs> like completely. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I didn't even realize prayed. how
1: opposite. It... I pray to my therapist. therapist. Yeah. I you prayed were in love therapist. with your therapist. Didn't you have a
2: therapist um, you loved? That was that was my older therapist that I was in love with. Yeah, not not seeing her anymore, not in love with her anymore. But yes, there was some trans. I mean, this is a whole other episode. <laughs> we just took a real sharp turn. <laughs> there is a there is a lot. There are actually a lot of people that fall in oh, love with their therapist because of I of, fell in love a thing called trans. Yeah, transference. No, Abby, it's a you thing. know, I
1: fell in love with my therapist. I loved her. Oh, yeah. Loved and her. And it was
2: actually like fantastic for me. I did some like great work on that. I, I really worked on some relationship shit. Apparently, it didn't work that well because I keep like messing up royally in my relationships. But, you know, I'm working. I'm a work in progress. I'll, I, that's one thing I will say. I'm a work was in she progress. Gay? Was she gay? Yeah, she was, she was, she was queer. She was like young and like a few years older than I was. She was super gorgeous. Like it was, it was like the perfect storm, but also like the (laughs) perfect thing for me to work out my, my like weird, um, my weird shit, you know? Did you tell her that you loved her? Oh yeah, that 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 was part of our, that was part of our work. Yeah, it was part of, became like a huge part of our relational therapy. It was good. It was good work. It was very hard work, but it was really good. What? What is Erin, something... if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Will you... Was Erin... Aaron... So you have a type. We... Don't even tell me you don't. You do. Was she your type? Was she little and blonde? and kind of slight little
2: and blonde. Yeah. She was, she was blonde. Blue <laughs> Don't eyes. act like surprised. Yeah, <laughs> this is your type. What do you look at little and blonde? What? I've never heard of little and blonde. I, I I guess little I've never, no one's ever, um, no one's ever slant. said li- like your type is little, but like, I like all body types. I do. I do tend to lean toward the blondes and I'm not going to lie. I, I like a, I like a, um, very hilarious, intelligent, thoughtful, uh, someone that can go deep and someone that's goofy. How and, dare you? Um, how dare I? And I also just fuck? like a. I like a pretty. I like a pretty pretty face. A Shane punim. I'm a fan of the Shana Punem. A
1: Shana punim. Yeah. Okay, let's start this episode. Uh, we have a <laughs> Shana punim today. So you guys, wait. Those of you who don't speak you are, Yiddish, you're a Shana
2: punim. You're a I am a shaina punim. punim. For sure.
1: So sh- so punim, punim is face in Yiddish. Guys, facing Yiddish, and Shayna is pretty. So Shayna Putnam is a pretty face. Abby, I can't believe you 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 just said that.
0: Oh my god, you
2: took well, me my back dad to like spoke... my
1: grandparent days.
2: My dad spoke Yiddish around the house. I what? Am, like I I. Oh my god, yeah! Don't forget that I'm like Jew-ish. I I got the you're the Jewish, Jewish culture. Yeah, the cult. I got the culture and the bad and the diarrhea. But I, without God, I don't have, I don't have God. So I have like you, terrible digestion.
1: <laughs> right, you just have ungodly digestion. Um, all right, you guys, we're we're, we're gonna dig into um, more Yiddish and more daddy issues. I feel like this whole episode could. Man, when I get back to LA, God, we're there's have a, whole a daddy. lot going on here. Okay, there's we're gonna a lot have a lot going lot. on in this episode. All right, so yeah, we have. So today, I'm, <laughs> I'm so ex- I'm so excited. Today's episode, let me say, is sponsored by Reproductive Partners. Um, now, I've sort of shared on this podcast. I've been working my little uterus uh, off. Did you like that, my little uterus? My little oh, uterus off. I love
2: off, That so much. Trying to for make you. a baby.
1: Trying to make a baby. I'm not. I'm not with child yet, but I'm working on it. Um, But I actually switched from one fertility center to this other one. And the one I'm at is, they're incredible. Kim Kardashian got her baby, not like went there to physically buy it, but got pregnant from reproductive partners, which is where Scarlett and I go. And I see Dr. Wambach
2: and Dr. Huang, and they're amazing. Um, And... It's just like I thought you were gonna say Kim Kardashian was your was your reproductive doctor. I was like amazing. What? Like <laughs> no,
1: no. But she's um, and I'm not like advocating making more Kardashians. But I will say like you know there's some taste there, right? If Kim uses them, I, I, I'm not. Hey, that's up the like
0: wrong the bush. high.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah
0: that, that
2: is a a great saying for so many things. Barking so... up the wrong bush. Perfect fertility segment. so
1: so reproductive partners they're they're it and um i just i love them and i'm excited to be able to announce to you guys that i i am with baby but if you need any reproductive needs questions you're in it um you are not to with baby yet, partners but you com. will be
2: you're I, trying to be with bs yes,
1: i am i will be with baby so if you are all yes, trying to will. be with baby Check out reproductivepartners.com. They sponsored this episode, and um, I I am there probably once a week, getting my little uterus checked. Wow. So um, I I love them. And um, by the way, speaking of um, making things happen, Abby and I are doing some fun new stuff on Instagram. So please follow us at Don't Tell My Mother on Instagram. Send us notes. You know, we're going to be dropping some fun things, some little videos of us recording the podcast together. And Abby, you have a tour coming up, so you want to give a little yeah. give a little shout out
2: yeah, I will. Um, so I'm gonna be touring solo uh, it, for a long one. It's it's one of the longest runs I've had. I usually go out for a couple weeks at a time, but I'm gonna be gone for a month. Um, and I'm gonna awesome. be traveling through Florida uh, Alabama, North Carolina, South Carolina. So I'm doing a Southeast tour. Um, hell yeah. I know what you're all thinking. Like, whoa, queer in the South. Careful. I've been there many times. (laughs) And yes, it is exactly that. Like I get the side eye. I'm used to it. Um, but my booking agents are, are like very mindful. They, they know exactly what to, what to book me for. So I'm doing a lot of concert series and house concerts and like, like kind of leaning more into the progressive folk scene that exists in the Southeast. Um, So check out my website at abbyposner.com and all the shows are listed now and um, the dates are available and you can reserve a spot.
1: All right. So check out abbyposner.com, get Abby's dates, new merch, new music, uh, yeah. all the fun stuff. All right. Today's guest is so freaking cool and so freaking gay. Ashley Ray is the most famous bisexual, polyamorous, black, queer, comedian, actor, and writer in Hollywood. Um, she hosts an awesome podcast called TV. I say with Ashley Ray, I asked her who her first crush was. And she said her first crush was Travis Barker from Blink 182. So bringing it back to the Kardashians. Cause isn't he married to like Courtney, Chloe? Yeah, Courtney.
2: yeah. I mean, I, I don't know them. much about the Kardashians, but yes, I know that Travis Sparker is married to one of them. Ashley's telling a story about her mother, a few feet of rope and Oprah, recorded live at Dynasty Typewriter in Hollywood. And here's just, Ashley Ray. Just.
0: Oh my gosh, hello. Oh I love this band being up here. I feel like a rock star. Oh my gosh! Yes, I, uh, I am. I can't wait to tell you so many things I don't want my mom to know. Oh, that's my whole life. That's my whole life. <laughs> you know, I can't like. My, I come from a family with like a lot of secrets. That's how we dealt with everything. My mom is a quintuple Scorpio, <laughs> um, and I. This I don't need to explain what that means because that's I, I didn't move to LA for that. Okay. <laughs> But she, like, she just never really liked to tell me things. Like She would just kind of keep everything to herself and just kind of fi- like, expect me to figure it out on my own, you know, which is not a great way to raise a child. <laughs> like My whole life, I did not know my mom smoked pot, and I got to college, and I walked into a liquor store, and at the front of the store, I noticed they had uh, papers. Or, as I thought, uh, the things you use in your hair when you curl your hair. That's why there's a man on the front with a curly beard. And I said that. I was like, why do you have hair products here in this liquor store? And they looked at me like I was the dumbest person to ever get into college. No, they were papers. My mom had just been smoking weed the whole time. (laughs) You know? And I I think the secret thing, it, it started with my grandmother, my grandfather... Uh, you know, we we didn't really know a lot at the time, but then later when my grandpa passed, we found out that he had actually had uh, a secret family. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the interesting thing is when you find out about a secret family, usually you're not the secret family. (laughs) But, but in this case, we were the secret family. (laughs) Like, we had no idea. We're like, wait a second. Grandpa was married? We're finding all these letters. Uh, and the one that, that struck close to me uh, was a letter from his first wife about my grandmother, where he said, the, the woman said, I call that woman the magic because you can't stay away from her. That's one way to find out your grandma has magic pussy. <laughs> that's, oh, that's one way to piece that together. What has been passed down to the generations? <laughs> like, oh gosh, you know. So that's just like kind of how it was in my family. We just like didn't really talk about things like that. You kind of just kept it to yourself, you know. And then there was me, and I was just this weird kid who uh, liked to like make out with my my size Barbie from like the age of four. <laughs> you know, like, I was just like, if this is what I like. Why do I have to hide this? Thank you. Um, her name her name was Susan. Um. You know, like, I was, all, I'll, I was always into a comfortable footwear is what I'll say from a young age, you know, I was like, Mom, I want to be in Girl Scouts, like, and not because I thought the cookie part was fun, like, I was just really into the camping aspects, you know, I was like, this is what I like, you know, my cousins would be like, what is wrong with Ashley, she is so weird, like, she kisses her dolls and stuff, and my mom would just be like, oh, she's funny, um... <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll translate for some of you. Uh, funny is black parent for gay. She's just calling me gay. <laughs> you know, and I was. Like, I, I didn't see why I couldn't like girls. You know, I think part of it, I got a laptop at a young age uh, when I was 12 years old. That's stupid. Don't give a 12-year-old a laptop. Okay, I was, like, jacking it to the L word by the time I was 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, like, come on, it's just, it just horrible choices. But I, I just knew at that point that I was very gay. Like, my mom didn't want to admit it. I had, like, my first girlfriend when I was, like, 13, 14. I uh, told my mom, like, oh, we're just, like, soccer friends. We're having soccer sleepovers to practice our soccer moves. <laughs> as, as girls do, Mom. <laughs> no, soccer season is in October. What are you... What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, and I would seriously just like go sleep at this girl's house, my mom had no idea. And slowly she did kind of piece it together. And I remember the day she did, when she finally thought, like kind of put together, I think my, my daughter's gay. And she was like, Ashley, I wanna talk to you. And she's like, come into my room. She sat me on her bed. And she, um, she pointed at the TV. And on the TV there was Denzel Washington. And she said, would you ever be attracted to someone like Denzel Washington? <laughs> this is an interesting question for a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> like, just, oh, oh, man, oh, am I attracted to Denzel Washington in training day? Um, oh goodness! Ooh, okay, <laughs> you know I'm trying to piece that one together, but I, you know, I, I was kind of just like maybe, <laughs> and anything less than a resounding yes, then she was like, "My daughter's gay." That's, you know, you're not into Denzel. No, no, we got to fix this. Uh, so she she tried to send me to conversion therapy. Okay, you don't have to be sad, really. Um, we were poor. We were very, very poor, so she couldn't afford the good stuff. <laughs> okay, she couldn't ship me off to Indiana with Mike Pence, okay? No, we, we were poor. So, you know, all she would have me do is on Sundays before church, I would go in like an hour before everyone else. You know, everyone else had to get there at like 8, I'd get there at 7. I'd meet with my pastor's wife. That was the big plan. My pastor's wife was supposed to sit with me every Sunday and be like, Marry, married to a man, so good. I guess that's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> this man, oh, so good. You know, and she, I mean, she was a nice lady, you know. I, she, it's not like she wanted to be converting people. You know, she was very nice. She like wore all these beautiful outfits. You know, classic church wife, like matching hat, shoes. I, she would just like listen to me and like make me feel heard. And what, like, no, she didn't make me straight. But she did give me like a weird kink for big hats and white tights. <laughs> Like that, oh, I have a good time in Atlanta. <laughs> One of my favorite places, uh, gosh, you know. So it, it didn't really work, it kind of backfired. But, you know, I, I think my mom didn't really care because by the time I got to high school, I had actually decided to give men a shot. <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I was like, I, maybe it was just that I was like in my Alice phase of the L word, but I was just like, yeah, that, that's a gay reference for my gays out there. <laughs> But I was like, maybe this bisexuality thing, you know? I do like Ani DeFranco, you know? I do wear flannel. Maybe I've been coming at this wrong. And I, I started dating a guy, but it was interesting because we met in, like, a local LGBTQ group, and he also was queer and, like, had only dated boys before me. Uh, and something about me made him be like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you got it. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> And we started dating, and we learned so much about each other. I, and th- 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 At this point, I'm like 17 years old, and you know, so many people, they didn't learn about pegging until they watched Broad City. And I was so blessed to learn about it at such a young age, when my high school partner was like, let me show you how to do it with a smart water bottle, <laughs> which is very special. It was special. He special. T- he could take the whole thing you know that, it, that just was young queer love at the time for me <laughs> it was like it was like we in one of those relationships where you're just comfortable you like figure everything out about yourself because you're like we can do whatever with each other we can get weird and like that was a blessing kind of we ended up staying together for like five years all the way through college that's stupid don't do that don't do that. People are like, what advice? You break up with them, don't go to, don't do that. But it was like one of those relations where I felt so safe that I was like, oh, we can figure things out. Eventually I figured out, yeah, I'm bisexual. Yeah, I'm polyamorous. And I remember I called my mom to tell her this. And um, yeah, because when you figure out who you want to fuck in life, you got to register it with a parent. <laughs> See, I got, so I got her on the phone, Just fill out the paperwork. And I'm like, mom, I got to tell you um, I'm bi-poly. And I'll never forget what she said, I'll never forget. She goes, oh, so you're a slut. <laughs> and I'd never felt more seen, more heard. I was like, yes, wow, okay. Oh yeah, whew, yeah, yeah, this is one of those moments. We see eye to eye, finally, okay. You know, and I I think she just was relieved because she was like, I got you halfway there. (laughs) Like, oh, she's in in a relationship with a man and I got her halfway there and the rest of it I don't want to know about, you know. And that's mostly what she says about polyamory. I'll call her and she'll she'll be like, Ashley, I think polyamory is a scam. It's a fraud so that men can sleep with as many women as they want and get all the pussy they want. And I was like, mom, I'm getting more pussy than the guys I date. (laughs) Come on. She did not like that. She hung up on me. She hung up on me, and then she texted me Bible verses every day for two weeks. <laughs> She's not a fan of that. But, yeah, I think she just was happy that yeah she got me halfway there. She didn't care if I had the worst taste in men. Horrible, horrible taste in men, it turns out. You know, I started dating. I, uh, I know that I have bad taste in men because I am attracted to Boston accents. That, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mean, like a, like, your Harvard boys, either. I mean, like, your Park... I'm not going to do the accent because that's racist. Um, It's appropriation. But, you know, I just, you know, and my mom, she would just kind of be like, I don't understand. You're so smart. You're so smart. But you just like date these horrible guys. You have horrible taste in men. And yeah, okay, yeah, I do. You know, like the story that I never want my mom to know about my dating life is actually my first Tinder date ever my very first Tinder date, I matched with someone, and this was back when like Facebook was connected to your Tinder, so you could like see if someone knew your like high school principal before you fucked. You know, so like I matched with someone, we go out, we're having a normal date, we go back to my place, cause I'm a modern lady, I won't be judged. And we start like making out, I put on Saturday Night Live, cause you know, you can ignore it in the background. <laughs> and we start making out, and suddenly he just stops, he like caresses my face, and he's like, can I ask you a question? I'm like, marriage? Yeah. And it, his question is, if I brought all my friends here, would you suck all of their dicks? That's what he asked me. And I'm, I'm a comedian. I'm very quick on my feet. Uh, so I started making jokes. I'm just like, what are the logistics here? <laughs> you all pick a number? You put me on a Lazy Susan? How does that even work? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm like, come on, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, and he does not like that I'm, ma- I'm making jokes, and he slaps me in the face. And I, of course, yeah, I'm, I'm angry. I'm like, you gotta leave. I push him out of my house, push him out of my apartment, down the stairs, out. You know, and I also, at the time, I had two male roommates. And I was like, and don't make me get my male roommates! And my, like, guy roommate Chris is like, yeah, I'll come out there! And really, he's like a 5-5 five, five vegan. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, don't make me! And I'm just like, don't, really, he's like a child. <laughs> But I get the guy to leave and I go back upstairs and I realize he forgot like a duffel bag, like this little, not like you know a scary duffel, like the one you get from a bank when you do sign up for a free account, you know? (laughs) One of those cheap bags. But I was just like, I hope his wallet's in it. I'm gonna spend whatever I want. I'm I'm stealing from this dude, yeah. And I open the bag and the only things inside were a six foot rope and a diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Which I also kept. (laughs) Because no one believed that story when I would tell it for years. (laughs) No one believed it. So I kept it. I kept it. And I was just like, I would never want my mom to know this dating story. (laughs) Like, how do you ever date again after something like that happens to you? And I I did it. I kept going, you know? I healed. I would never want my mom to know that. Because it just, like, is one of those stories that makes you lose all hope. You know, and I, my mom is the reason I even have hope about dating. She actually uh, came out of the closet when she was 63. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you remember all that stuff I just told you she did to me, right? You remember that part? And then she came out of the closet when she was 63. Uh, I was on my way to work one day. I got a text message from my mom, a text message, <laughs> and it said, news alert, You've had, you want my attention? Uh, it said, news alert. Ashley, I am gay and or queer now. Somebody gave my mom a Jezebel article. She's like, I'm not getting canceled in my coming out text. I am gay and or queer now. Hey, me. And then three exclamation marks and a Kermit the Frog emoji. <laughs> And I'm shocked. I'm like, Mom, oh, my God, do you want me to call you? You want to get on the phone? She's like, no, I'm busy. Uh, she sends me a picture of her and a woman. This woman is wearing flannel. This woman's name is Darla. My mom is like, she's my girlfriend now, which we love that. We love that my mom is dating like the one other 60 something year old lesbian in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> like I'm, I've been single for like five years, but like they just found each other. We love it. We love that for her. Love it. Oh, love it. And like later, finally, I get her on the phone and I'm, I'm like, mom, you know, what is this? You're, you're gay and or queer. She's like, yeah, I just, I realized it's about myself and I'm like, oh, so you're a slut. <laughs> um, that felt good. <laughs> but you know, part of me thought like maybe it was me, right? Maybe it was me, maybe like I had inspired her to come out. Like maybe she's seeing me live my life openly and proudly made her realize she could do it too. And so I said that to her, you know, I I say it. And she says, oh, right, you're gay too, I forgot. (laughs) And then she goes, no, no, there's a show uh, on on OWN, that's Oprah's channel. (laughs) If you don't know that, you're racist. But she's like, there's a show on OWN, and there's a character on the show who dates men and who dates women, and I thought if she could do it, so could I. That's how Oprah made my mom gay. Yeah, I've uh, I've been telling that you know inspirational story in my set, and and like she said, I did it one time, and Seth Rogen heard it and was like, "Please do, you know? Oh, that was such a moving, inspiring, beautiful story. I would absolutely love to have your mom on my podcast." And she did it. She did it. <laughs> And I I love Seth Rogen because I'm a stoner, and I was just like, oh my God, Mom, what was he like? What was he like, you know? And she was so annoying. She was like, oh, he's like my best friend now. (laughs) She was like, he's like my Dr. Phil now. I'm like, shut up. (laughs) But then Seth Rogen sent me another message. He sent me an email, and he was like, I just thought I should tell you. Your mom said there are things she told me that she's never told you before. That's a crazy thing to hear from the fucking star of sausage party. I'm Ashley Ray, thank you. Abby, are you would you ever say that you're a slut?
1: I know that has like a derogatory, but would you ever own that?
2: Oh, it's a to I I used to be. I I had I think everybody had their like slutty time. I I think for me, so I wish that I. You know, college tends to be everybody's like slutty time, but I was just like this very, uh, um, I was still figuring myself out. I was very dorky. I was like practicing my music theory in the practice rooms until 4 a.m. And I didn't really get a lot of, a lot of, a lot of ass. Abby went
1: to like a music conservatory. That's what's happening. And
2: and then I think I started to really like hit my stride. I think that my hot time was from like 25 to 33 and then it was all downhill mm. from there but like I definitely <laughs> had <laughs> I definitely had like a good run of just like having fun one night stands you know uh, I think that was my slutty period for sure okay yeah what about you are you do you consider I, yourself a slut even I, though I know well, you're married I mean I'm you can married still be and a I'm... slut with your wife oh Wow! Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. that's a whole other episode too. I, we got to talk about this. That's a whole episode. <laughs> I, I will
1: answer it this way. So we're, so, um, yeah, married, monogamous, um, that's what works for us, not what works for Ashley. But um, I will say I would have been a slut before being married and like, you know, between relationships, except that I am so afraid of diseases. Like I, you, you, mm-hmm. you know me, I'm someone who wears a, I wore a mask on airplanes before covid Okay,
2: she she wore a condom to dinner the other night a body condom (laughs)
1: the whole the whole thing Abby had to feed me through like a little you know a little hole Mm -hmm. in in it Um, oh my god but no so I am so deathly afraid of STDs and STIs and um, I don't know probably like growing up in the eighties it was like drilled into us to be so so had if I was not afraid because I'm so afraid if I was not afraid a thousand percent I'd be a slut and I would own it a hundred percent because I'm so sexual and I love all of it. I'm just naturally afraid of getting diseases.
2: I know so many people like that. And I think that we we are just taught to be like, whether it's in, (laughs) in the uh, religious culture or just like fear, sex and fear culture. I feel like we're taught that like there's a lot of shame around sex and there's a lot of fear around it. And I feel like we were, you know, growing up, we were like really scared of AIDS, and like our parents yes, were telling like, you'll 80s, get AIDS if 90s. you if you touch a penis. Like, you know, like it's so. Terrible. I think a lot a lot of people are still kind of coming out of that like shame and fear culture. I mean, specifically people that grew up religious. You know, like in I in the up Christian religious at all. faith, and totally. I mean, you know, I I understand. It. I think that sex. I also just think, gosh, we need to do a whole episode of sex, but. Let's um, do it. Growing and changing class should be like queer friendly. I mean, it was all, oh, it was Abby, all straight please, sex. I have
1: so much to say. Okay. We're going to devote an episode to queer sex. How about that? We're going
2: to do a queer okay. sex growing and changing. Um, yes. Yep. I, we should have like a, 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 our own, you know, queer ch- growing and changing thing for, for teens.
0: I that. like make I it love accessible
2: that. for, for queer teens because like, it's so, it's, uh, banned in schools to like talk about queer queer sex
1: we all should have had sex ed should be like encompassing of like all kinds of sex and all the ways all the all all the ways sex is like it doesn't it's not penis and vagina that's such a stupid limited anyway if you are a slut if you own the word slut if you've ever been slutty if you totally like issue that word do us a favor, drop us a DM at don't tell my mother. We want to hear from you. We, we just want to know, like communicate with us. We're totally going to communicate back with you. And um, we're just excited to hear from y'all.
2: And we do have new episodes every Tuesday. So subscribe yep. at Don't Tell My Mother on the Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It means a lot to us because um, you guys are really important to us. So thank you. Yeah, otherwise it's just me and
1: Abby talking to each other. Uh, follow us at Don't Tell My Mother which on Instagram. Is fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do Super it anyway. Fa- follow us at Don't Tell My Mother on Instagram and follow me, Nikki at Nikki Levy, N-I-K-K-I-L-E-V-Y and Abby at Abby Posner Music. And remember, if it's, it's not, not one, one thing,
2: it's your, your mother. mother.